Welcome to the Swim Swam Podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges. Joining us today, 2020 Olympian, NCAA champion. Today, we're sitting down with Cal, fifth year, and he's officially on the roster now, Bryce Mefford. What's up, man? Hey, how you doing, Coleman? It's good to see you. doing well. I'm excited to sit down and chat with you today. Um, obviously, our, our big news, you're back on the Cal roster officially. I think this was um, the pl- has been the plan for you for a while, but can you take us through kind of what you were doing the first semester and why it made sense for you to, to kind of take that semester off of being officially on the roster and, and being back now? Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, uh, following up after the games, I was I mean, actually, before trials, I was looking at trials and thinking kind of this could be my last meet. I wasn't really sure how far after I was going to go. Um, then at trials, obviously, I made the team and was able to to go experience a, what an incredible opportunity at the, uh, the actual Olympic Games uh, in Tokyo. And I went to Tokyo and I wasn't actually totally sure if I was going to take a fifth year at that point. Um, I was definitely weighing my odds, thinking I could start a job, I could kind of finish up school and, and just kind of go straight into the workforce, get a career and, and move away from swimming a little bit. Um, and Dave Durden, being the, the man he is, was able to reel me in and kind of convince me to, to, to stay a little bit longer, continue swimming with the guys and just take some time off instead. And so that's kind of what we did. We set up a plan. Um, he sat down with me at the beginning of the year. He said, all right, we're just going to, we're going to take a couple big steps backwards. We're going to uh, just back up from swimming. We're going to let you have some time by yourself, relax. You can be around the guys, hang out with them, but we're going to just take this really slow. And that's exactly what we did. Um, where I, I, I kind of got in just one, two practices a week. I started actually just lifting. It was just only lifting throughout the beginning uh, and then I started jumping back into some workouts, which was really tough. Cause I was, I was jumping back into the swing of things. Um, and then, and then like slowly down the semester, I, uh, eventually just kind of committed to it all. And we, we went to OTC and, uh, was swimming there. And that was where it was really like time to kind of get up and start, start being with the guys and, um, really, really racing with everyone and being a part of the team, just full on, uh, every practice, every, every workout, every, everything we do outside of the pool. Um, and that was kind of where it really, really settled in that I was, I was back on it. And, uh, this past weekend racing with the guys for the first time, uh, I guess it was a a couple weekends ago, two weekends ago. Um, no, no, it was last weekend, (laughs) Arizona and U of A, um, getting up on the blocks with all the guys was, it was pretty incredible. It was good seeing everyone getting up there and, and being able to race next to everyone and uh, feeling good about it. Uh, it was a little a little tough just to, to race for the first time since the games or even first time short course since NC2As. It's been a while, <laughs> but it was it was a blast and I'm super excited to be back and, and racing next to my brothers uh, up on the blocks. I, t- I totally didn't even think about the fact that this was your first time racing since Tokyo uh what how how did how did your races go what what did you go what did you even swim at U of A and Arizona um Mm -hmm. Arizona I I 
swam, U of A, I swam uh, the 100 fly. So Dave put me in the 100 fly. It was a little weird. He just, I think, wanted me to kind of get a little bit of a race mentality, do something I haven't done in a while. I mean, I've, I've only swam backstroke for a long time, especially leading up to the games. Um, and so he threw me in the 100 fly. It was a little rough. It was like a 48-0. I, I had gone way faster than that in like high school. Um, and so that was kind of interesting. And then uh, Arizona, I swam the tuner back, 100 back, which is a little more of my, my events. Actually, they are my events. <laughs> um, so that was nice to kind of be able to get in the rhythm of those. And I think I was uh, a 47-4 in the 100 back, which it's not like anything incredible. It feel, felt good to just kind of be able to race the guys around me. And then I was like 144 in the the two back, which wasn't, I wasn't too happy about. I was really tired. I was really just exhausted. Uh, it was my first race, just kind of figuring out how to swim again. It was kind of weird, uh, but it was, it was a good little learning experience and a good jump back into the pool with everyone else. So it's, it's, it's great to see you back. I, I'm, I think it's funny that you're like 144 and <laughs> like to that, that Cal backstroke mentality, I guess, which, which we'll, we're going to get to in this conversation, but let's uh, need to dissect your analysis here a little bit. So heading into trials, you thought that might be your last meet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, of course, I was looking at trials like, like, let's do this. I have a chance. Like in the back of my mind, there was always that you got a chance. Like there's some good backstrokers out there. You're seated in a good spot. You've got a good chance, but uh, I mean, you never know. And I think that I like went into trials with a pretty good attitude of this could be my last race. I have no idea. So let's give it my all. And I, I definitely prepared as if it was my last race. I, I gave it everything I had and, and that's kind of what happened. I, I went in there with everything and I, I put all the marble or all the chips on the table and just went for it. And after the hunter back, uh, I felt pretty good. And I was like, okay, this is really serious. And uh, then the tuner back came around and I was, I was in the place to, to do some good things. You got, you got fourth in the hunter back, right? 52, nine. Yeah. Something around that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I, I, I'm more curious as just to like, uh, you, you really considered stepping away from swimming, like you said, moving on, just kind of getting into the workforce. What did you have a direction that you wanted to pursue? Or do you have, you know, interests outside the pool that are like, that are kind of calling you at this point? Uh, yeah, that's a great question. Um, not necessarily. Uh, that was kind of why I wanted to maybe take a step back. Uh, I've, I've invested a lot into this sport, obviously for the past 18 well actually now 20 years uh i was i started when i was like three so I'm 23 now <laughs> last 20 years um so i mean i've invested the last 20 years into this sport um and i i personally haven't been able to uh really branch out and experience different internships or different job opportunities or anything like that and so i was really kind of thinking maybe i could take this year i had another semester of school left i could use that do an internship uh, also next semester, like maybe continue an internship when I'm done with school and then hopefully get into a job. I wasn't really exactly sure what I wanted to do, but I wanted to use this time to hopefully figure that out. And, uh, Dave kind of sat down with me and listened to that and was like, all right, well, we can, we can maybe, we can maybe work with that. And so to keep my eligibility, I'm actually in a, a certificate, pro certificate program in entrepreneurship right now. Um, hopefully using this to kind of 
branch out, get networking done. Um, I've been going through several interviews for jobs right now, um, just kind of looking in different directions. I have an internship right now that I'm working with. Uh, and yeah, I've just been kind of doing all, juggling a bunch of different little hats right now. Um, but it's pretty cool that I was able to do this along with swimming instead of just kind of to kind of focusing on something different or changing that view. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty happy with it. <clears throat> that that is awesome that you made that balance work. You get to do both. Uh, you get to use your fifth year as a fan of swimming, of college swimming. I'm certainly excited you're back. I'm I you know the the battle of Cal and Texas every year is like one of the things I look forward to most in life. <laughs> Very fun. Um, so speaking of which, what what do you think about about NCAA is coming up? What's uh What's the vibe in the, in the Cal locker room right now? Yeah. yeah I mean, the, the vibe in the Cal locker room is always, always fun. It's always exciting and uh, always looking forward to NCs. That's always the mindset. It's always the direction that we're headed. Uh, and I mean, we're always excited to race. We're always excited to get up on the blocks and, and compete with the, with the nation uh, for national, for a national title, for individual national titles. Um, it's always something we're looking forward to. And I think, this year isn't any different than any other year. Uh, it's not like there's a clear direction that it's swinging or a clear um, favorite in the, the making. And I think that that's kind of how it's always been. And that's what uh, pushes us harder than ever. Um, we're definitely very, very excited to, to get up on the blocks in March and, and have a good rate or a good meet uh, against Texas, against Florida, against all these teams that are there competing with us. Um, and I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know what else to say, except for that we're just super pumped to, to get up there and race and, and compete for a national title. <laughs> do you know your NCAA event lineup yet, or do you have an idea of what events you're going to target? That's always the question. I mean, I even have that question. And Dave, Dave loves to almost just keep us in the dark until the last minute. Uh, I mean, you can probably guess I'll be in the two back. Um, you can probably guess I'll be in the hunter back. Uh, I mean, I, I literally, I have no idea if it's going to be the two, I am the hundred fly. I, I two free, uh, Dave will most likely put me in the two. I am. That's what I would assume. But once again, Dave, Dave likes to wait to the last minute to kind of throw these events on us. Uh, unless, you know, like specifically whether you're hundred freestyle or 50 freestyler, and then like your third event's going to be the hundred fly. It's just kind of what you go. If you're those sprinters, uh, but like Dave, I mean, even at the U of A meet, the day of, the morning of, he told us our event lineup. It's like, it's very last minute. He's telling us what we're swimming and we're like, what, Dave, come on, please. Uh, but so, yeah, I, I'm not totally sure yet. We've definitely talked about several different events, several different opportunities that I could be in. And uh, I, I haven't really settled that in stone yet. I mean, obviously the two back is my bread and butter and that's what I'll be in at the end of the meet, but that's really all I know. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> guess, <laughs> guess you can't argue with Durden or the or the results that no. uh, that he produces. Um, another another wrench in the cow, whatever um, is <laughs> is that uh, David Marsh is coming on deck, yeah. which which I'm certainly excited for just from the outside. I'm not even gonna you know be there or see what he does, but I think it's pretty cool. Uh, you know, Chase is having his first son. He gets to take some paternity leave, step away. 
Um, have can you tell me about if you have any kind of relationship with David Marsh and what you kind of see happening once he gets on deck? Yeah, no, I haven't actually uh, been able to ever meet David, uh, and I'm I'm super excited and super grateful that he's able to come out and and help kind of coach our guys through this uh, next month or so. Actually, through the next month or two, uh, I'm really excited for it. It's it's a great opportunity. It's a great uh, change of mindset. I mean, it's not even that much of a change of mindset when you think about it. He was Dave's mentor, and uh, and this is the perfect setting that he can jump into immediately be in in touch with the, all of the guys in the setting that Dave has created following off of somewhat of what he has created. Um, and so it'll be super easy to just kind of throw him into the gearbox and have him in a, in a, a way that's working with us and able to kind of push us along towards NCs. Um, I'm, I'm super grateful for that. I know the rest of the guys on the team are, and I guess we're just super excited to have him as a part of the team. Uh, I think it'll be a great opportunity for us to move forward, for us to gain different experience, different knowledge. Uh, he's an incredible coach. He has numerous accolades that have, have proven that. And uh, I'm just beyond excited to have him. <laughs> and I know the rest of the guys are too. <laughs> yeah, I, I it, it it is a very cool full circle kind of thing with, with, very, with very cool. Marsh being Durden's mentor and now Marsh stepping in as his assistant. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I'm certainly excited. He also has a, a good reputation with taper. So it seems like he's coming at the perfect time. Yeah, um, exactly. <clears throat> so let's, let's back it up a little bit. Uh, I got a bit ahead of myself. Um, you made the Olympic team. So you, you got, you got fourth in the hundred. You said you were feeling really good. You made it, you got top two in the 200 with your Cal teammate, uh, Ryan Murphy. And so can you tell me a little bit about what training camp was like, what Tokyo was like, um, just, you know, your overall experience once you got on that team? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously an incredible opportunity, incredible experience. Uh, it's a little bit, it's a little bit further back now, but uh, I'll try to do my best to kind of to express the the experience I got. Um, but I mean, incredible! I training with all the guys, stepping on the Hawaii pool deck for the first time with uh, Dressel and and all these guys that are just massive human beings, uh, and just like seeing how they they swim through the water, or like how they're just kind of reacting. And so it's another group of guys that are just kind of bunch of idiots <laughs> just like our team I guess um, and so it's super fun being able to just kind of jump into that setting and and feel at home feel uh, like one of the other guys I mean it helps that there's three other three other Cal Olympians there with me um, and it on including Dave I guess five or four uh, it's really cool to just step on that deck and have those guys kind of bringing everyone into one group, just kind of mixing with everyone and having just this huge group of, of a team um, of guys and including the girls too. I mean, they were on deck and it was an incredible experience being able to kind of witness what they can do in the water. I mean, some of them were beating me in practice. Uh, I'm not the best practicer. I just kind of get into my rhythm and then I race. Uh, but it's pretty cool watching everyone kind of go through that experience together. And a lot of the, the newbies, including me, all were in that same position of watching these older guys, these older girls uh, lead this team in a direction. And it was extremely cool watching that happen. Uh, going up to, I mean, Hawaii was a blast. We had a great time there, training there, uh, 
So, so who were, what, what athletes were you training with in Hawaii for the most part? Yeah. In Hawaii. So, uh, I, you probably saw the Brooks Curry video, uh, Dave yelling Brooksy and, and stuff. So <laughs> it was definitely Brooks Curry, um, me, Tom Shields, uh, Andrew Selaskar, uh, obviously Ryan Murphy. Um, and then I think every now and then we had a, I think like Katie McLaughlin, some of the cowgirls, Abby, um, I was kind of really it. It wasn't, we didn't really branch out much further than that. I think everyone else had their coaches or their little, their little holes that they were going into. Uh, and so we kind of, we kind of had our training group, but then after we got out of the pool, everyone was together and, and everyone was having a good time, which was really, really cool. Um, yeah, I can't really think of any other practices where we really got into anyone else. If I got into anyone else's practice, I would have died. I mean, I was, I had one practice with Greg Meehan and I swear it was, it was a recovery practice too. And I was dying. <laughs> um, Katie was, Katie Ledecky was just absolutely <laughs> lapping me. It was bad. It was really bad. But so I gave him a lot of crap for it, but, uh, I was so angry with him, <laughs> um, but it was, it was a really cool experience. I mean, getting up on the blocks and we had some race days and everyone was kind of racing. And I saw Brooks do some incredible times. I saw a lot of guys do some, some really incredible races just in practice where I'm like, wow, you guys are really, really good. Even though I, obviously they made the Olympic team, but like, they're really, really good. Um, was, 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 really cool. was there, was there one uh, stand up swim that like really stands out to you? That was like the most impressive that you saw there. Yeah, I mean, there were a lot, uh, but definitely Brooks Curry. He had like a hundred free, I think, long course from like a push where, uh, and, and Dave's, Dave's watch is respectable, very respectable. I think uh, there's, there's some coaches that are people that like, I mean, I, our assistant coach even sometimes hits it. Our volunteer coach hits it a little early uh, and I'm like, okay, like, yeah, sure. I know I add a, add a second to that. Uh, but Dave's watch is very good, I think. And, and he put up Brooks on a a push hundred free, I think. And he was like 48 low from a push. And I was like, Holy crap. Like, how do you do that? Like, that is really, really fast. Um, and so like, I I think that was kind of one of my more memorable swims. And that was also, it was one of the few, the few guys I really got to watch. I was warming up and warming down, but I could hear everyone, the milers going through their races and watching them Bobby just hammering down the last 50 and, and racing next to like Michael or something. And these guys are just sprinting for just miles and miles. And I'm like, wow. Uh, but yeah, it was a very cool experience. I, I love that this is a conversation that's kind of become pre- prevalent in the last, uh, I don't know, however, much period of time in swimming that like, Oh, does this coach have a fast watch or does this coach not have a fast watch? I feel like that's come up at least in conversations I've had a lot. So I, I love that you mentioned that Durden's watch is respectable. I, I love his watch. His watch is perfect. And you know, when you're on, you know, and off. he's also good at like getting if people go early or late. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> he'll, he'll adjust accordingly. That's exactly. Great. Um, so then, <clears throat> So then heading into Tokyo, I remember from Rio, the, the specifically the, the U S men's backstroke, I think they got like letters, right. From, from all of the previous backstrokers that, uh, you know, like Pearsall 
and grievers and every, you know, all these Lenny and all these backstroking us legends. Um, did, did anything like that happen to you? Did you have any contact with the, you know, the backstroke, the U S men's backstroke club? Uh, not, not a whole lot. I mean, I did definitely have a little bit, uh, Tyler Clary messaged me on Instagram, which I thought was incredible. Cause I mean, obviously I hadn't been really in contact with anyone else except for Murph and Pebbly. I mean, Pebbly obviously reached out to me and congratulated me and obviously continued to say good luck throughout the whole time. Uh, and I, I loved hearing words from him and that was super incredible. Um, and obviously Ryan, Ryan has been a brother, a partner. Um, he's always been encouraging and always kind of, kind of dragged me along with him, um, which is really cool. Along with the rest of our, our Cal Baxter group, he's carrying a bunch of dudes on his back. Um, and so, I mean, Tyler Clary reached out to me. That was extremely cool. Uh, it was very, very cool to just hear his voice and, and that power of just a, a backstroker. Uh, in the past. And I, I got to, I think there's a picture out there of me, Murph and Pearsall, uh, which was super, super cool to be able to meet Pearsall and talk to him a little bit, uh, listen to him, talk to the, the whole team about like his experiences. And, and he's obviously one of the, I mean, if not one of the, like the most decorated swimmers in history, like, I think it, there was like a post that was like, he's third in the record in the metal count or something behind Lochte and um, Phelps or something. I might be a little bit wrong on that. I'm not super good on that stuff, but uh, it's something around that. And it's super incredible to see, to see Pearsall come and come and support us. And uh, as a backstroker, hear his voice. And I mean, obviously he's done such an incredible job and such a, such so much for the backstroke of the, or the U S backstrokers. Um, So that was super, super cool. But I think it was kind of those four guys, Pebbly, Murph, Pearsall, Tyler Clary, that I, I really got in contact with. <clears throat> I mean, it, even that, like, that's, it's so cool that we have such a rich tradition that that's like, you know, five or 10%, but you, yeah. still, you still got a, a lot of feedback yeah. from all these, no, all these sure. guys with, um, you know, very high level Olympic experience. Clary's Olympic champion, Aaron Pearsall, yeah. obviously lots of accolades, <laughs> you know, Pebbly like did it, uh, did it right before you and yeah. like kind of got to hand off the torch. And so, um, exactly. so in Tokyo, let's, let's talk Tokyo. You get there, you coming off this training camp. Um, did it feel like any other meet to you or, or did you really notice a difference there? Uh, no, I mean, it was incredible. It was, it was something I had never experienced before. I think, uh, like stepping into the building, the building, I mean, the pool facility was the nicest facility I had been in ever. Um, I can say that I haven't been in a whole ton, uh, and, and, and speaker is not the best pool in the, uh, the swimming world. So, uh, I can't say I've really been around a whole lot of nice pools, but I, it was definitely by far the nicest pool I've been in. Um, and it was just incredible just seeing like, what it could have held if, if everyone was able to go and, and the fans were able to be there. Um, it was still very cool. We made it loud. The USA uh, cheering squad definitely showed up and we made our, our own fans. Um, and I know there were tons of fans at home and that was really cool too. Uh, but we definitely showed up and made our own, our own little fan squad. And that was super, super cool. Uh, I was definitely experiencing nerves that I've never experienced in my life. Uh, I mean, I think I was the most nervous for the semifinal. 
uh, going into that, I was like, holy crap, all I got to do is just make it back. Just make it back. Like, that's really all I got to do. Um, and, and not lucky enough, I did. Uh, but I was, I was really like sitting in that warm up or that uh, ready room, just kind of like freaking out, like looking around, like, holy crap, like Murph's just like kind of chilling. I was like, dude, like I'm freaking out. <laughs> um, but it, it was super cool being able to sit in those rooms and see just I mean, everyone's an Olympian. Everyone is a big name. Everyone has experience. Everyone has like, I mean, just speed, endurance. Everyone's a, just a competitor, a threat. Um, I mean, not to say that that's not the case, especially at, at trials. Everyone was a threat there too. And everyone was a racer, but, but there it's just kind of a, it seems like a different level. Um, and it seemed super, it was super nerve wracking in the, the prelims and the semifinals and then the finals just kind of came and I was like, it is what it is. Whatever happens, happens. I got to give it my all. This is it. Um, and that's kind of what I did. And I, yeah, I mean, that's kind of where it ended off. <laughs> so um, coming off of the Olympics, uh, you, you know, you, you take this break uh, in school or well in swimming, um, you kind of have some time to focus on school, but I'm, I'm curious, you know, you, you made the Olympic team. Did that, did that m motivate you to keep swimming? Did that motivate you to be like, well, I did this now I can be done. Um, did that change the way you perceive your swimming at all? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I mean, it definitely kind of made me realize that, that I have a lot more potential that's there. Um, swimming is a very difficult sport and especially on your mental health. Uh, I mean, for the past three, four years, I've gone the same time in the tuner back. It was like 157, 157, 157 since my junior year of high school or saw or senior year of high school or something. And so like, it was kind of like very just like, Oh, come on. I'm just hitting the nail on the head every time, but it's not moving. And like, it's just really challenging to do that and just not see like, I mean, I'm going to practice every day. I'm working, getting up at five in the morning. Everyone is, I mean, everyone goes through this and they just kind of almost hit a plateau sometimes. And it's hard to just push through that. And I really, I really sympathize for people in that, uh, that uh, like kind of mentality or that, 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 that block. Um, and so kind of hitting the Olympics, that was like, wow, wait, I, I, I'm hitting it. Like I can do this. Like, I'm fast. I have like the speed I can, I can really keep going. And, uh, so it definitely, it definitely pushed me. And I mean, even seeing, even seeing me at the, like, or even like looking at myself through the Olympics, uh, placing fourth in the world or whatever was something I, I had never done before. I obviously, um, it was a cool experience. It was incredible. And I, I definitely wanted more than anything to get on that podium. Like I was, I was up all night the night before thinking, okay, let's go. We can get on this podium. We can, we can be there with Murph. We can do this. Like, this is a possibility I have in my bag. Um, and, and so like, I mean, I never, and even after that, I'm like, like, I'm, a, I'm young. Like I, I can like Murph's a couple years older than me. He's experienced. I, I don't have that experience. I don't have that, that power he quite has. And I can get to that point where I do. Um, and so I, it made me definitely hungry getting fourth and not kind of getting that podium spot, but also I'm kind of, I'm kind of thinking that I need to look forward at the, at the rest of my life. I don't have a lot of, like I said, I haven't been in internships. I haven't been in, uh, very many opportunities. So I'm, I'm looking in both directions right now, just trying to see what I can do, what I need to do, 
Um, and that's kind of a hard position to be in. I definitely have talked to a lot of people about the position I'm in right now, even including my dad, talking to him. And he said that it like one of the hardest or one of the hardest like minor uh, kind of things he had to do was decide between swimming and, and, and stopping. And like, I mean, it happens at some point. Uh, everyone goes through it. Being an athlete to not being an athlete, it's an extremely hard hard thing to, to choose between. And, uh, I have to some, at some point go through that and I'm, I'm slowly trying to figure out what I need to do. And I'm trying to also continue to be an athlete as long as possible while also starting to de develop this other aspect of my life. And so, uh, that's kind of where I am right now. It's not a straightforward answer. It's a very confusing answer, um, that doesn't give you much, much help. Uh, but that's just where I am. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think that's the honest answer, right? Is that uh, it it opened doors, but with with every door you open, there's there's a lot of questions to answer too, right? Um, I am curious as to if if the news that world champs are being are now being postponed, you know, this and that just kind of throw, especially for the U.S., just kind of throws our summer into a huge question mark. Did the, has, has that affected? your mentality towards whether you want to continue swimming or not? Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's definitely uh, a hard thing to hear uh, that I, there's not really anything to work towards. I've even been talking with Tom Shields and Ryan Murphy and they're like, they're like the mentality is just really hard right now. Uh, there's nothing to, to aim for. There's nothing to look forward to right now. Like we're, we're trying to like get momentum, get, get energy to go to practice and work really hard, but there's nothing there really to kind of, to kind of pull force you in a direction or push you forward. Um, even though they're still kicking butt in practice and it doesn't really matter. It doesn't seem like it's really blocking them at all. Uh, oh but, yeah. Real blocks guys. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I think. I'm like looking at them. I'm like, all right. Okay. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, I I mean, it's definitely made me think that I, I have a little bit more time. I mean, this happened, this happened two years ago. Uh, and I think it was honestly a benefit for me, at least. Uh, it helped me when COVID pushed off uh, trials and, and the Olympics. I was able to kind of take a, a little bit of a breather from swimming, be able to kind of take a step back and, and relax for a little bit, uh, which I think everyone kind of needs to do at some point because swimming does get very monotonous and very just uh, stressful on the head or on the mind, on the body, on everything. And so I think always taking a step back is a good thing. Um, and so kind of in this situation, I, I, for me, at least it wouldn't be the worst thing. Um, but I know that a lot of other people are in positions to do great things. Now, uh, Murph, Tom guys on our team, several of them are in great positions to do great things like right now. Um, and so trials coming up is, I, I think it's still there. I'm not really sure. I haven't been, uh, super following this, but trials, is still we're not there. sure either. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, um, so, I mean, that's still something to look forward to because that still would place you on a team for then. And so I think that, uh, having that is definitely something to look forward to and, and be excited about and, uh, have momentum for. Uh, and so, so I'm kind of more looking forward towards the, the, I mean, I'm looking forward towards NC's Pac-12s, but, uh, and then that, <laughs> but there's, uh, I think definitely still some check marks to hit before, before even kind of thinking that far down the road, uh, if that makes sense. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone's kind of in the same boat of like, I can't really make any decisions aside from 
we'll wait and see. And, uh, and that's, that, that's about all I can, that's about all I got right now. Uh, all right. <clears throat> Cal backstroke group. You guys are infamous. You guys went one through six in the 200 back last year at PAC 12s. One of the most insane things I've ever seen in a race. Uh, how often does, does the Cal backstroke group get together? At, like, is it like once a week? You guys just wreck it and, and just go head to head backstroke. Uh, I mean, that's a great question. The Cal backstroke group is incredible. And it, like I said, we're riding Ryan Murphy's coattails. Uh, me and Daniel were riding Ryan and Jacob Pebbly's coattails in freshman year. Uh, and so I think it just kind of keeps, it's like a, almost not a hierarchy, but like there's a, there's a coattail that just keeps on going. And it's kind of funny to watch like the new backstrokers that are, are coming in and that like, like I said, I might, or like, like not used like not I said, but like you said, uh, probably kind of passed the torch on to me this past summer or whatever. And I'm like, who knows? I might pass the torch on to Destin Lasco. Uh, that dude is a, is a tank. And so, uh, what you just asked, like, are we racing every day? I mean, yeah, we are. We're getting up every day. And whether that's Monday IM practices, Destin's in the IM practice with us. I mean, Hugo Gonzalez is there in the IM practice. And that dude is a 200 backstroker, whether anyone says it or not. Um, I mean, he could probably get up on the blocks and beat any one of us in a 200 back. So, I mean, there's backstrokers that aren't even there that are backstrokers, <laughs> um, which is kind of crazy. Uh and so, I mean, we're, we're getting up every day. Daniel Carr, he, he kicks everyone's butt in a 15-meter all-out sprint. It's incredible to watch him. We do 15-meter races, and every single time, he's, I mean, not every single time, but him and Murph are always just battling it out. And, and it's honestly a toss-up between him and Murph. I mean, Murph, as soon as he hits that wall and flips, it's kind of over for everyone. But, but up until that 15, it's like it's a, it's a, it's a shot in the dark. Um, and so, I mean, that happens. Destin Lasco's underwaters are literally unmatched. It's incredible to watch him. Uh, and I mean, and his endurance, and he's just the nicest guy out there. So it's funny to kind of like yell at him and like say some stuff. And he's just like, it's all right, guys. Like, we'll do this. And I'm like, I'm like, Destin, God dang it. Like, fight back with me. Um, but it's, it's super cool to get up and race with these guys every single day, whether we're racing freestyle. I mean, Destin's an incredible freestyler. Daniel's an incredible freestyler. I mean, he goes 18, whatever, in the 50 off the relay swing in a 50 or 200 free relay. Um, Destin's a 132, I think, in the 200 free. Uh, and so, like, you can literally race. The, and Destin's also got, I think, third in the 2IM. Like, you can race these guys in any race, and, and it's always a competition. So I'm racing these guys every single day, whether it's backstroke, whether it's fly, whether it's freestyle i mean i can't race breaststroke whatsoever so i let them do that but i kind of scroll behind um and so i mean every single day there's a race and there's always new guys coming up too i mean we have we have a couple uh i think younger guys that are now jumping into that backstroke group and then getting in there and uh starting to try to figure out how to race us and kind of learning from what we're doing and it's pretty cool to see just that, that once again that little coattail that just keeps on going and everyone's jumping on it <laughs> so like you said the the, the coattail is just extending <laughs> extending um do you do you feel like you've learned anything about how to swim backstroke race backstroke you know what what knowledge have you picked up being in in such a such a storied crew for the past four years 
Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, uh, I mean, I learn every there are things every day. Um, and obviously, Dave's been probably one of the best backstroke coaches in the world. Uh, I mean, he's proven it through who he's coached, through putting for the last eight years, I guess, three different backstrokers on the Olympic team. Um, and it's pretty incredible to kind of to come into this program and realize that and then also see the just the depth. I mean, we had four guys at Olympic trials in each in the tuner back. Like, it's pretty incredible to see that. Uh, and so so looking at that uh, and, and kind of going every day through practice, I've definitely learned a lot. Watching Murph swim every single day has taught me invaluable lessons that that I mean, I can bring anywhere and I can. I can put in any of my strokes, any of my athletic endeavors, any of my career endeavors. Um, and so that's pretty cool. Uh, and I mean, backstroke, backstroke is a, it's a difficult stroke. Uh, it might not seem like it, everyone, like it's, it's, it's kind of just different and it's different hard. Uh, and so, I mean, it's kind of, it's up to the individual, I think. Like I swim a little bit longer, a little bit more, powerful even though i don't have a whole lot of mass i don't have a whole lot of muscle uh daniel has a tempo that's that's unmatchable uh and destin destin has a perfect like perfect down to the t stroke it's it's incredible to watch and it's like even in practice it's incredible to watch him he does like catch up in his freestyle and it's like a perfect stroke uh and he does the same thing in backstroke it's just everything's to the t uh and then murph's just i mean a a bulging human that has looks like someone stuck a bike pump in his arms and started just pumping. Uh, it's pretty incredible to see just the power and the strength and the, the endurance that comes with that power and strength. Cause usually you don't see that. Um, and so, I mean, it definitely is an individual, like you kind of realize your own strengths, your own weaknesses in that, that stroke in that group of guys. Uh, and you kind of got to play towards them and, and also, look at the other guys around you and, and try to try to take some of what they're doing. I mean, I work on my tempo to try to keep up with Daniel. I mean, that guy, that guy has got tempo that I can't keep up with. And I try every day to just a little bit faster so I can maybe try to beat him in a 25 or a 50, maybe in a hundred, something like that. And so, uh, I mean, obviously we're all working towards what Murph has, but we all got to make baby steps. And so we're all trying to just chip away at that in our own ways. Um, I mean, I know Destin's right there with me trying to get that tempo up. Uh, and Daniel, I know, is trying to trying to work that back half of like a 200. And he has that back half too. So it's pretty incredible to, to just see how we're all taking little bits from each other to try to try to race each other and beat each other every single day. Um, and every single day it is kind of a toss-up on – on who's going to win on who's going to be like the, the guy that gets out of the water and be like, all right, like, look at me. Um, which is pretty cool. It's pretty cool. <laughs> that sounds pretty cool. I, uh, hopefully I'll make it out to Berkeley and, and get to watch one of you guys' backstroke practices. I feel like that'd be pretty epic, it but, is. uh, well, Bryce, I appreciate you taking the time to sit down and chat. It's been great catching up with you, hearing about your last few months. Um, any parting thoughts for our audience before we sign off today? Uh, yeah, I mean, just it's like I said earlier, swimming is a, is a hard, mentally draining sport, but uh, take some breaks when you need them. Take some time to, to, to gather yourself. Take take what you need and definitely keep your head on top of your shoulders. Keep your head going forward. You have a goal in front of you. Look at that goal and work towards it. Just chip away at it. Uh, 
but take some time when you need it. I think that's really important to, to have a mentally safe uh, life, to have a honestly a physically safe life, just keeping that rest, keeping the body recovered, keeping the mind recovered. And I think that's super important, um, but yeah. <laughs> You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.